Welcome to Power Talk Podcast, where the talk is interesting, informative, and powerful. Welcome to the Power Talk Podcast with Reverend Matthew DeLeon, and I have a special guest with me today. Not only is she beautiful, not only is she the love of my life, and no, I am not talking about my mama. (laughs) (laughs) I am talking about my beautiful wife of 25 years. Her name is Carol DeLeon. Hello. <laughs> so there you have, audience. We're done for the day. That is our podcast. All you can hear from my beautiful wife is just a wonderful hello. Hello, everybody. I am okay. excited to be here. A little nervous, but okay. um, I'm excited. Yeah, you should have seen this for our pre-recording. <laughs> 25 years just about caught up to us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We do have fun after 25 years, but... Um, uh, Miss Carol, that's what the daycare calls her, Miss Carol. <laughs> and so, anyways, tell our audience a little about about who you are. I am the wife of Reverend Matthew. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. I <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, a mother for beautiful daughters, and mm-hmm. now a grandmother to a little Violet, and mm-hmm. soon a little Juliet. Um, I do run a daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, I run in home daycare. And I also um, help out at the at Powerhouse Church. I am working in the children's ministry. Um, and I love my life. I love That's being right. a Christian. I love being a wife and a mother. And I love being a grandma. We also do Facebook Live Bible we, Studies together. We've yes. been doing that now for live, meaning that we've been doing that since um, COVID last yes. year. We start. We tried it, and we end up liking it, and we have more views than we thought we would ever get. Yes, I think the most we got was with Jay Jaylene, our third our third yeah. daughter, like three hundred and some odd views. So it was pretty cool. Yes, but uh, Carol does join me on Facebook Live Bible studies, yes. so we're excited about that. We do that every first through third Wednesday of the month, mm-hmm. and um, we have a little good time with that. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And so go ahead and we'll give our audience a little background about ourselves really quick before we get into our topic. How did we meet? I mean, here we are, 25 years yes. later. Was it love at first sight? Um, yeah, I, I will say. That was a long pause. You knew the answer you like know. last year in the previous 24 <laughs> years and all of a sudden, uh, yeah. I, I did. I, I did. I fell in love with you when I first saw you. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I was not a Christian, mm-hmm. so I was not serving the Lord. So, uh, and the funny thing was, I was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the funny thing. It's super. I mean, just the way where we met. Yeah, uh, we met on the at the on there was some there's some apartments. I don't know if they're still there, but mm-hmm. on the side of uh, Pray Center Church. Yeah. Um, the there's some apartments there, and that's where I actually met Matt. Matthew, Reverend Matthew. You know, um, Reverend Matthew. And uh, so formal. <laughs> and um, didn't find that out till years, a couple years later, which I thought that was really funny. That the church that we met, or actually the corner yes. of the street we were on, right across the street was Prey Center Church, the yes. church that I think, what, five years later, yeah. we would be married in. Yes. And also, when I was, I had friends, I had uh, a couple of friends in high school mm-hmm. that actually attended the youth group there mm-hmm. at Prey Center right. and um, and would invite me. But because of 
um, because I was a Catholic, we're, you're, you're, they don't usually recommend you to go to, you know, venture out to other churches. So my right. mom didn't let me go, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I ended up at, Power, at Pray Center Church, right. um, and so I met I met Matthew on on Mooney. <laughs> and you want to give that date? <laughs> it was November first, nineteen ninety one. Yeah, so uh, we're embarking on 30 years yes. of knowing one another. Yes. And so uh, what's interesting about our, how can I say, our meeting together for the first time is that um, you kissed me. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. I was I was content with the hug, or, you know, nice meeting you, but um, that's not what happened, is it? Hey, you didn't push me away, buddy. <laughs> I did not, buddy. <laughs> but uh, it was... Here we are, thirty years later. Yes, um, like you said, uh, our oldest daughter, Crescenda, is twenty-eight years old. Yes, so yeah. we have some, you know, experience. Yeah, you know, and Definitely. again, uh, awaiting our second granddaughter, mm-hmm. Juliet. Yes, and so here we are now, recording, doing a podcast together <laughs> for the very first time. Yes, so yeah, and Monday actually will be thirty years that we've actually, from the first day we met. Yeah, it'll be thirty years and. Yeah. And it's definitely been a journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been honestly, audience and friends and family who are listening. It's been it's been a great journey, only because of the Lord, what He's right. done in our lives. Mm-hmm. And a little bit more background: what we used to do in the church at Praise Center. I want to elaborate on what we used to do at Praise Center. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, well, we we helped out in well, children's. Let, let me say it real quick. I mean, our marriage from the get go, we, we were destined for ministry. Yeah. Because I was already working in children's ministry before we married. Yeah. And then after we married, the following Sunday, we came back from our honeymoon. We automatically went back into children's ministry. Yeah. And then we went to, after I think about two years in children's ministry, yeah. we went to youth ministry. We went into youth. And then in youth, we got involved in the juvenile hall outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, actually in children's ministry. Or ministry. Yeah, yeah, for juvenile hall. We did that. And then... Shortly after, Pastor Paul inherited the Juvenile Hall Boot Camp mm-hmm. ministry. So him, Pastor Cindy, and some other people went out mm-hmm. there. Uh, Billy, I think he went out there for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then we went out there with them. And then yeah. next thing you know, it was just the four of us. Yeah. Me and you, and Pastor Paul and Pastor Cindy, we did that for three years. Three yes. years. And then we inherited it from Pastor Paul because youth ministry got too busy. Yeah. And so we, t- we, we took it over for two years. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I got started working there. I got a job, full time yeah. job working at boot camp based yeah. on my volunteer experience. Mm-hmm. Now I know you're supposed to be explaining this. Eventually, I, <laughs> I took it over, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, given that you know, Carol, what do you think uh, you've learned from all this? I mean, 25 years of marriage, uh, 25 years of full time. I mean, not full time ministry, but ministry the whole time. You know, yeah. so our marriage and ministry have been together the whole time. Um, gosh, there's so much. Um. I know that in the beginning I resisted a little, but I mm. because I didn't. Let's talk, let's talk about that for a second, audience. <laughs> yeah, I was learning, guys. Yeah, I was learning, yeah. and so it was it was tough. Um, I didn't want to go to door to door outreach, and I know a lot of people. Can... You know, people I'm telling you right now would agree with you, yeah. but back then, you know, that was like it was like what they call like a like a, fo- a cold phone call, mm-hmm. and so there we were going door to door with our Bibles mm-hmm. and tracks. In talking to the people about the Lord. Yeah, and not a very nice area, you know, at that. The north side of Visalia, which is like the east side of Bakersfield, if you're familiar with Bakersfield. Yeah. So, I mean, mind you, I was 
brand new saved, mm -hmm. you know, then married, mm -hmm. and then having this whole new walk that I never, right. like, I, I mean, when you, you know, the, when I was in church, when I, the little that I was churched, mm -hmm. I didn't understand a lot. So, I, I mean, when you go to church, when you go to mass, you sit yeah. there, you don't raise your hands, you don't speak, you don't do any kind of involvement. Now they do. I know there's so much yeah. more involvement now, but back then it wasn't. And so and that me, was new for me. Yeah. And to me, I know I helped uh, push you out the door to, you know, start going out with me with mm -hmm. evangelizing. But to me, the person that really ignited something in you was Pastor Cindy. Yeah. You know, you, your, how can I say, um, your, your introduction with her mm -hmm. as not just as a friend, but as a mentor at that mm -hmm. time Yeah, and still is to this yeah, day. Definitely. Well, when I first gave my life to the Lord, I, I called uh, Praise Center Church because I was just battling with, with fears and anxieties, mm -hmm. um, and um, and at that time the youth minute, the youth leader um, connected me with Pastor Cindy, yeah. she, which was she was not a pastor yet, mm -hmm. you know, she was not even a mom yet, yeah, you know, so here she was mentoring and discipling a young mom. Was she married when you first met her? Um, because when, when, when I first I when I back. first met Pastor Paul, he wasn't married. I know I don't remember. Actually, Yes, I believe Pastor Cindy was married already. Okay. Um, but she had no kids. You know, she yeah, yeah. she didn't have. She wasn't a mom per se. Um, yes, you've already stated that. But she, I just want to make sure <laughs> I said that. But uh, and so yeah, and she. The awesome thing was is that you know you don't have to be a mom to disciple somebody that has children. Right. You know, and Pastor Cindy always gave me the word of God. Yeah. And. And on it, that's actually what helped me it to be a better mom, and then eventually to be a good wife, you mm -hmm. know. And so, um, I will say that that's um, you know that's what she she gave me. She just led. She just always pointed me to the Word of God. Yeah. Um, and and from there I grew, you yeah. know. Um, and of course, you know there was other women um, along the way that kind of helped me in different areas. But um, and but I will say, even yeah. though Pastor was. Uh, I'm not sure how old her, her, her salvation, her Christianity, she, how, where she was, but uh, she was very mature. Mm -hmm. You know, she had good sound advice that she'd given you. Yeah. And she knew when to say, okay, Carol, I've been helping you the whole time. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for you to start walking mm -hmm. out on your own. I'm still behind you, but it's time for you to start yeah. walking on your own, standing on the words that, on the scriptures that you've been believing for, yes. that you've been standing on. Now it's time for you to rely on those, not so much on me. Mm -hmm. So that was, to me, that was excellent mentorship. Yes. Definitely. When she when she knew to do that for you. Yeah, it, she, I remember her saying, "You know what? You you know, in the beginning, I know that I kind of piggybacked off her faith, you know, and right. and there came a and time that, where and that's believe it or not, that's normal for new Christians. Yeah. I mean, it's like, where do I go? What do I do? It's like a big buffet restaurant, and you're like, where do I start? Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, is it prayer first? Is it worship first? Is it the word first? And if it's the word, and you have like, was it 39 books of the Bible? Mm -hmm. It's like, where do I begin? Yeah. Definitely. And that's a common question with new new converts. Yes. Like, what book do you recommend? Yes. And everyone has a preference. Exactly. Some say Psalms, some say John, some say Romans. Everyone has a preference. Mm -hmm. But it's whatever I believe is needed for that individual, exactly. that's what's most important. And I think, and I believe for myself too, you know, Pastor Nene didn't always, wasn't always constantly like giving me the word. It was, I was watching her, like yeah. she was cleaned the church at that time so you would clean I with followed her. with I followed her and I That's had awesome. Christinda as a one and a half year old two two year old sometimes she was with me you mm -hmm. know so we were there following Pastor yeah. Cindy through the church and um and not even so much was she giving me constant the word but I just believe you know it was just being with somebody 
watching, you know, how she handled certain things. Yeah. Um, that really did help me also. Yeah. So it's obviously you know, it was so so pivotal and so so how can I say it? So critical is that Pastor Cindy was always in her word, which made her strong enough to help you with exactly. your word. Yeah, you know, definitely. And, and I, that's so true right now, and it's still true today in the area of salvation. And this is where we don't see this generation really diving into the word. Mm-hmm. They they're updated with you know the current you know politics, you know celebrity status, and all these different things. Mm-hmm. But you ask them about the Lord, you know, what's God speaking to them mm-hmm. about? They don't have an answer for that. I've noticed. Yeah. You know, we had that struggle with to a certain degree with our own children. Yeah. And we've had to really, um, I, how would you say, put our foot down in certain areas, but really just bring understanding to the table with our mm-hmm. own kids. Meaning, like, okay, what's going on in your life that you're not hungry for the things of God? Exactly. What's going on in your life that you're not really asking God questions? You're not really pursuing God. So we, as parents, together, yeah. you and I, have discovered each daughter that we've dealt with so far their issues were different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I I believe as parents that we've, you know, when there's something not right, we stop. If, yeah. And, and you know, we act, we kind of look and think, okay, what girls, are the girls doing what they're supposed to, you know, in the spiritual thing, walk? Yeah, I, I will say, Carol, that the, we learned a lot at the juvenile home boot camps mm-hmm. because we were dealing with teenagers mm-hmm. who were runaways, uh, some sex offenders, um, rapists and all kinds of different charges that these kids were acquitted with. And we learned to love on them despite those accusations, those charges. So when it came to our children become teenagers, you know, I know Pastor Paul and Pastor Cindy can say the same thing. It made us better equipped to handle mm-hmm. our teenagers. Oh, you know, we had to be honest with our kids. Mm-hmm. We talked about sex when our parents didn't talk about sex. Mm-hmm. You know, we were very open and honest and transparent about certain things. You, you know, with Crescinda, when she became, you know, a teenager, you shared your experience, you know, being pregnant mm-hmm. at the age of 16 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, so we had a lot to offer our children. And it wasn't just only experience. It was scripture with experience, exactly. you couple those two together, I believe you have a great combination of, of success. And not that our kids are perfect, and not that we as parents are perfect, but our our reliance was totally upon the Lord. Oh, yes. and, and there was many sleepless nights, yeah. uh, a lot of nights filled with tears, and you know, there was even some division between you and I, because we are like, I'm not certain I had one way of viewing how discipline should be, and you had another way. Yeah. And the good thing is, funny, Pastor Paul, Pastor Cindy always came in the middle of those conversations when things were just a little too mm-hmm. difficult for you and I in raising our children, where it's like he would give me advice, Pastor Paul, and then Pastor Cindy would give mm-hmm. you advice. And sometimes the advice was only meant for me, and the advice that Pastor Cindy had was only meant for you. Yeah. And it really brought us together Definitely. when it came to rearing our children, raising our children, and then loving our children, not necessarily in order, but that's how it worked for us. Oh, definitely. And having I, those mentors. Yeah. And because I... I, I know through the years, especially just how different our girls have, pers- their personalities are so different. Mm-hmm. But realizing when this, when the Bible says a house divided will not stand, mm-hmm. I've seen that, right. you know, and it's very important that, you know, we as couple, as married couples, that you learn to work together as a team, mm-hmm. you know, and because if not, somebody, somebody's going to get left behind, right. hurt somebody, and most likely, you know, it's because, you know, wife is not under, you know, submitted, submitted in, in, in alignment or in agreement with what dad is doing. Mm-hmm. And um, because and, I will say there's some things that I know God wants me to do 
that won't always necessarily align with your train of thinking. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't yeah. understand that. So you know what, baby? This is the best way I can explain it right now. But this is what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you resisted. Wasn't mm-hmm. it was you know, it wasn't very often that you did, but when you did, it was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know? definitely. It was. I in my house growing up, there was eleven of us kids. I mean, five of them were older than us. My oldest sister was probably was probably old enough to be my mom. Yeah. And so then the six younger one, six of us that were younger, um, we didn't get disciplined. You know, right. it was you know uh, a yelling. You know, uh, when my mom was up to here, you know, that's when we kind of got, um, you know, whatever right. you know, whatever discipline. But it was never a healthy discipline. Right. Um, which I never learned that. So of course, when we got married, and mm-hmm. you know. Chris and Deb being both of our daughter, you know, both of our child. She's our child, but mm-hmm. I was by myself for a while parenting her, which was not the right way. And right. so when we came together as a married couple, that was a very hard time for me because I looked at you as being mean and harsh. But <laughs> once I seen the results of Kristen's behavior, yeah, um, and that she loved her daddy, yes, then I started understanding, you know, and and. As older, uh, the older I got, I, you know, talking to my mom and sh- her sharing certain things, I understood that, you know what, my parents didn't have a healthy, um, they didn't grow up in a healthy environment either of discipline, and so they're not gonna, they're not gonna know how to discipline eleven kids. You yeah, know, and one, and one thing, I'm not trying to be biased here, but one thing uh, I realized, and I shared with you before, is that Mexicans know how to have children, know how to love children, but don't know how to raise children. Yeah. And it's not typical with every Mexican, and it may be different for every culture, but we're both Mexicans, and we've seen that. We mm-hmm. both had large families. My dad loved on us as babies. I have pictures to prove it. But once we hit a certain age, like 12 years, 12 years old and older, it was like he lost the ability to raise his children. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. It wasn't spankings alone. But one thing I realized about my dad versus my mom was that at least my dad communicated things with us very yeah, clearly. Yeah. And so when I lost my dad, you know, obviously with the divorce, um, this is where, you know, for you, Pastor Cindy comes in and for me, Pastor Paul comes mm-hmm. in. And I want to touch on that word mentor for a minute here. It means an experienced and trusted advisor. Mm-hmm. An experienced and trusted advisor. And that's what Pastor Paul was for me personally and Pastor Arthur yes. from a distance. That I trusted their advice. You know, you and I went to counseling on several occasions. I say several. On a few occasions. With Pastor Arthur, mm-hmm. because there was a few things that we were just like, you know, um, at odds with. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to do. Exactly. We need to go see Pastor Arthur. And the good thing was, I'm, I was the one that scheduled those meetings mm-hmm. because I'm like, listen, my marriage is more important than mm-hmm. having my way and being right. And so when I looked at the Pastor Arthur, it was like a spiritual father, but also like a mentor, mm-hmm. you know, because I saw him always talking about Pastor Peggy behind mm-hmm. the pulpit. And then, if it wasn't behind the pulpit, when they were in public, he was very kind mm-hmm. and compassionate and very respectful and honorable to his wife. Yes, yeah. And so me seeing that, I'm like, I really loved it. Mm-hmm. And so when I met Pastor before I got married, and then after he got married, um, I seen the same thing with him. Mm-hmm. You know, So with that being said, whenever I had issues, I knew I can, like the definition is, I can trust Pastor Paul right. with my most personal issues. And you were very personal to me. You know, I... I, I um, my marriage is my number one outside mm-hmm. of salvation. So with that being said, if there was ever help, I can turn to Pastor Paul yes. as my mentor, yeah. again, as my trusted advisor, and not just hear his advice, but hear it and take his yes. advice. Yeah. Again, not to slam this generation, but you know, we have young people, not just in our church only, but around our neighborhood that come to us for advice, mm-hmm. but don't take it. Yeah. We have grown women coming, mm-hmm. they come into our door mm-hmm. asking for your advice, yeah. and they hear it, 
They don't take it, and we don't see them anymore. Yeah. From yeah. daycare parents to neighbors yeah. around the neighborhood. I mean, they're going through some serious hell. Yeah. They go through serious hell in their life, and they ask you, mm-hmm. and they talk with us, and they want our prayers, mm-hmm. and then we never see yeah. them again. Yeah. And, and I believe part of it is because they trust us for, us for our advice, but they don't trust the advice itself. Yeah. 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 And I, will, I mean, I remember, you know, just, I, I remember telling, whenever Pastor, I would go to Pastor Cindy and, and she would, I would ask, come to her about a situation in my marriage or whether it was Christenda. Sometimes it was hard. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it is hard to take um, advice because it's like, I've never, I've never, my sisters were not, I have older sisters, but I never had gone to them for that yeah. kind of stuff. Or yeah. They never gave me advice. And I think it's interesting that, you know, you and I never went to our older siblings. Mm-hmm. We always went to someone of the church. Yeah. Who had that credibility. Exactly. Who yeah. had that experience mm-hmm. and who had that knowledge. Yeah. Another another definition is to train. Mm-hmm. To train someone, especially a younger colleague. Mm-hmm. And I was I am younger by uh than Pastor Paul by five years. Mm-hmm. And you're younger than Pastor Nee by I don't know. Four. Four, four years. Four years. And so then, yeah, we do look up to those mm-hmm. who have, the, again, that advice, that experience. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's not just experience alone, like we said just a moment ago. It's about the spiritual knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's about practicing what you preach. And our pastors have shown that over the years. Again, I know we're being biased. We're talking about our pastors. This podcast is not about our pastors, but we do co- keep coming back to it because, honestly, well, it's clergy appreciation, so why not? Yeah, there you go. But for the most part, though, they are our mentors. And so for us, we've learned over the years... To be like them. Mm-hmm. So mentorship for us, for other people who do come to us, we've learned from Pastor mm-hmm. Paul and Pastor Exactly. Eddie. Now, it's not them alone. We've had other people too. Yeah. You have older, you had elder women who really mm-hmm. spoke into your life mm-hmm. before they left you know, the church and mm-hmm. you know they had in other endeavors. And me, I had Alex and other men as, mm-hmm. as well. But where things really, where the rubber started hitting the road is when Pastor Paul and Pastor Cindy became our close friends mm-hmm. of almost now, what, 27 years. Mm-hmm. And so, and they're not just, I mean, we start off as friends and we still are, but now we're more family than we are friends. Yes, and we right. know how to decipher that type of relationship because of honor, mm-hmm. because of respect. That's right. And we look to them again as, as mentors and, and, and uh, again, family. Mm-hmm. So um, I would like to dive in in the word and still on the idea and topic of mentor. I want to talk about words. Mm-hmm. You know, we're already 22 minutes into this podcast and we have a, probably just halfway there right now but words are an inspiration mm-hmm. words are an inspiration or words can be devastation yes you know in regards to mentorship so i think that you know when pastor paul as he's he mentored me over the years and he still is to this day pastor me with you as mm-hmm. well i realized that words can either be an inspiration or devastation Definitely. you know so that's why we do go to our mentors yes. pastor paul pastor mm-hmm. because their words are an inspiration Definitely. Our family, our family members, and other people, their words have been devastation. Mm-hmm. Devastation. Yeah. Do you have any experience? Do you have, you want to say something onto, onto that? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I mean, especially com- seeing the life when I was not in, when I was in the world, and I saw, I mean, I saw the or, devastation okay. of the, um, of negative words mm-hmm. and what it did. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um. So when I came to know the Lord. I saw the life of of the of the right words, of positive yeah. words um, spoken over, you know, s- spoken over me, yeah. and uh, words of hope, you mm-hmm. know. And honestly, that's what 
that's what made me cling on, cling to the Lord because I had never heard that before. Yeah. You know. Now, it was interesting because you, you made me think about the time that you weren't saved at the time. But again, we're talking about words can be devastating. Mm-hmm. When your dad found out you were pregnant mm-hmm. with Crescenda, yeah. do you remember the words that were spoken then? You know what? There was actually no words sp- spoken. Oh, there was. So it, it was, was just silence. silence, and so that's devastating too. Silence you know? is silence is a killer too. Yeah, and so for for it was about two years that my dad didn't talk or didn't acknowledge. But in within those two years, it was when I gave my life to the Lord, mm. and um and and I do remember the, a conversation where my mom uh, said that my dad noticed something different about me. Mm. And uh, and I knew it was that I had given my life to the Lord. And now by this time you've already moved out, you've mm-hmm. already established your own residency, you're mm-hmm. going to college at the time. Yeah. So you, I mean, you, now you're doing great things. Yes. Along with a, a young daughter at the time. Mm-hmm. So your dad did see changes. Yeah. Massive changes. Yes. So and obviously number one being your life now belongs yeah, to God. Yeah, definitely. And so, and that even though it was no words, the si- the silence of it was it was devastating. So I. You know, I try. I mean, it, it and and it was hurtful. Yeah, I mean, we know that the word, the world, and all creation was created by the word, mm-hmm, by right. God's word, right? Mm-hmm. So we see that words are an inspiration, and also words can be devastation. Mm-hmm. Even for myself, you know, words have been have played a critical role in my life regarding my parents, mm-hmm. and so in a, in a negative way, yeah. in a negative way. And so when I became a parent, I knew that it's time to change my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So when things, when they're rough or whatever, at least encouraging words, good words can come out. Oh, but it only starts by renewing our mind with the word of God. Oh, definitely. And, and that can only be there if we want good word, God word to come out of That's there. Right. We've got to continue to re- renew our mind with the word of God. This is where the words are an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Even in the most desperate situations that we can still be looked at as, mm-hmm. you know, someone positive, something not necessarily positive, but a Christian, yeah. a Christian. Let's, yeah. let's be more specific on that. Um, again, still dealing with mentorship and because this is where we, God has placed us in people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of, I have a lot of young men coming to me, the same young men for the most part to go to Pastor Paul as well. But when they need somebody else, if Pastor Paul's not available, um, they'll, they'll come to me as mm-hmm. well. And I've noticed that you know, after the advice I've given them, I what they don't realize, those young men and some young women as well, you know, uh, they don't realize that I watch them mm-hmm. make those decisions after me giving the advice. Mm-hmm. And I realize, like, I would say I'm going to give it just a, a random number, like 70% of the advice I give is not taken. Mm-hmm. So that tells me either one, you know, it tells me either they don't trust me or they don't want to be trained by me. Yeah. Now, you had a... A uh, an employee. Mm-hmm. We don't have to mention. We don't have to mention her name, but she got to she got to know you mm-hmm. and got to love you. Mm-hmm. She even came to our church for a couple of services. Mm-hmm. Her and her son, mm-hmm. and she was not married. She was a young woman, and uh, after a while, probably after a few months, she started calling you, mom. Mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I, um, you know, I gave her advice. You know, I would tell her certain things and. Even though she didn't, she, you know, I, I think I started noticing, like, oh, she's not doing anything about, I told her certain, you know, I would, because she had a little boy, so I would tell her certain things, like, to help her. Raise um, him. I'm sorry? Raise him. Raise him, because he was just, he had an aggressive behavior, and so, and he would come oh, to yeah, daycare with temper. her. Oh, yeah, he had a temper. Yeah, he had a temper. So I would kind of sh- tell her, you know, how to how to handle it, how to deal with it, instead of being passive. And yeah. um, and I remember one birthday, she wrote wrote this big old thing in there and 
then called me mom at the end and and an incident happened, um, and unfortunately, it was here at the daycare that she brought her issues to daycare to work. And, and with it happened her. At the, on the street. It in front happened of her outside, house. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but prior to that, you know, when the card, you know, and then of course, I would have. I told her, you know what? Don't call me mom if you're not going to take my advice. There, so and that's the I, whole point. Yeah, and so I think once I, I established that. And then that's when the incident happened. You know, and people don't realize, you know, when we're talking about mentorship here, that we have to be sometimes honest. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, brutally honest to the people. They have to take consideration of their own thoughts and actions. Mm -hmm. You know, why do you call me what you do? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You call me mom or you call me, you know, brother Matt and so forth. And it's like, or Uncle Matt. Mm -hmm. And I love those words of endearment. I I cherish them. But what I cherish even more is after I give you advice, go do it. Go do it. If you don't do it, let me know. Hey, hey, Uncle Matt or Brother Matt or whatever. You know, I, I found out doing it this way works better for me. Hey, cool, man. At least you're praying about the situation. At least you're seeking advice on it. I gave you the best I could. But if you found something better, buddy, awesome. At least communicate that with me. But not taking my advice and still seeing their life going down the same path it was going before they even asked me the question, it just tells me it's kind of an earmark of their life that they're really not wanting the answer. Mm-hmm. They just want to, in other words, throw up on you. Like yeah. just like we we talked we showed before that people don't like to, to talk things out with the expectation of receiving wise wisdom. They just want to throw up on you. In other words, yeah. they want to share how they feel, they want to share what they're going through, and don't give you room to talk, time to talk, and they move on. Mm-hmm. Now you and I have dealt with that before and how do we handle that now? Um we just we are limited we limit ourselves as far as how much time do we give we give to them. Yeah. Um, when, yes, because it's, I mean, I remember talking with people and you're like, you're on the phone for like an hour. Do you Mm -hmm. not realize that they're not going to remember not even half of that? And I didn't dawn on me. I didn't, you know, for, I will say there was a couple of times until I did that a couple of times until I realized you're right. They they haven't called me back, Mm -hmm. you know, or I see them and they're still doing what they're doing, you know, what they called me about, you know? And so, um, not that I, not when they, not that when they came around, did I ignore them or I was rude to them, but I just realized, you know what, I'm going to let them come to me and I'm going to, I'm just going to wait and, um, and be, you know, be very, be careful, you know, as uh, be careful with how much I give, how much information I give out. Yeah, because the scripture tells us that if you, uh, how's that scripture go? I, I know it offhand. Um, if you cast your pearls before a swine, mm-hmm. uh, be careful. Is it trample on those pearls, turn around, and then trample on you? Mm-hmm. In other words, they're going to take that advice you've given them over and over and over. They're somehow going to turn around and blame you mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. You know, some way, somehow, just exasperate you with their. They're failures, and they're going to blame us for that. Mm-hmm. So we've learned over the years, stop talking. Give people only 30 minutes. You know, that's mm-hmm. just our, you know, that's just what our, our experience has been, mm-hmm. you know, in our prayer life that God showed us, okay, don't give them more than 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. th- unless they've shown that they deserve it, then, but if not, 30 minutes max, because of that, you're wasting your time. And this is what God showed us, you and I, yeah, that you are wasting your time mm-hmm. because your time is valuable. We have children of our own. We have loved ones of our own. Mm -hmm. We have just, we want to rest, Mm -hmm. you know, in our own time. And when we allow those people to interrupt that time, it bothers God. And we know it bothers the Lord because God is a God of, you know, He works outside of time, but He understands time because He created time. 
and he knows how valuable time is for you and me because we know we're both busy. Mm-hmm. We're very busy yeah. people with the jobs that we have and in the daycare and businesses and so forth mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, and, and again, again, going back to mentorship, we know the value and the importance. Now, with us, you know, mentoring others, we have seen our children mentor mm-hmm. their colleagues, mm-hmm. people of their own age. And yeah. how does that make you feel as a mother? Um, I love it. I it, it's, uh, it encourages me uh, to keep doing, keep in my word, and keep you know um, fighting to keep that my my uh, my time with the Lord. Because when my girls do come and they, you know, I want to be able to give them the the right um, advice, you know, um, because they see me, they see me, you know, yeah. spending time. They see me, you know, whatever that whatever it is that they're watching me do, how I talk to the parent right. parents or people or. Um, and, and even watching me when I'm silent, when I'm, you know, when people are talking maybe, and, um, just being sensitive to, to be sensitive to hear Holy Spirit speaking. Yeah. Um, so. and, and of course that's another topic. I love talking about Holy Spirit. I love when Pastor Paul and I talk about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's what we need. He's our teacher. He's our guide. He's our comforter. Um, he's the other helper mm-hmm. that we need to get through this life because without him, this marriage would have not lasted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Our... Our sanity, yeah, you know, we yeah, wouldn't and, have lasted without Holy Spirit. I mean, if, exactly. He's the ultimate mentor. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, and I was thinking one day when I said I've shared with like daycare parents and stuff when they found out how many years we were married, and I and I said, you know, without the Lord, you know, we wouldn't have been married, and it wasn't because we didn't love each other that we would have been but, separated. But we know love in the natural only lasts so long. Yeah, but I knew without the Lord exactly. Um, and so when I say that. I, you know, one day I was thinking about that. When I say that, I'm like, it was not that even we couldn't stand being around each other. It was just, there was so much of ourselves that we needed to get out of the way so that, you know, we, and it was going before God and saying, God, I don't understand, Mm -hmm. you know, why my husband's this way. And even I don't understand why I feel this way when this happens or, you know, so it it was that sometimes we just don't want to fight for, you know, we don't want to fight for whatever it is. And for yeah. me, it was, sometimes it was in the, that marriage, sometimes in our marriage, it was just like, do I want to fight again, you know? And I will tell I will say that, you know, the Holy Spirit, I love one thing He really brings besides love and the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. He brings conviction. Mm-hmm. And so when we're wrong, when I'm wrong, when you're wrong, He convicts us, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, regarding each other and how we yeah. treat each other and the words. Yeah. Again, words and mentor, you cannot uh, separate because yeah. that's so important. Mm-hmm. But even in marriage, words and marriage, you can't separate as well yes. because how I treat you is going to be indicative of how my children treat you and vice versa. Yeah. And so the words I choose is either going to speak life or death to our marriage. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I do remember Pastor Cindy. I remember if I would go to Pastor Cindy about um, a, a marriage, marital problem, you know, she was like, Carol, it's all about the timing. Mm-hmm. Don't go to Matt, you know, when he, you when you know, and go point out this thing that he's doing, mm-hmm. you know, when, mm-hmm. you know, he's just came home from work or, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, just finding the right time. Yeah. But that takes also um, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to say, okay, go ahead, you know, to listen to when that open door is there. And so Pastor Jane really helped me a lot before I was married, mm-hmm. you know, and when I was married and then also a mom, you know, ha- having to deal with certain things with, you know, my girls and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was. And going, going back to mentorship, you know, after we have words or inspiration and words or a devastation, I have love 
is inspiration. Mm -hmm. You know, as mentors, we have to make sure that we use love words, mm -hmm. not just not just words of of, of discipline, not just words mm -hmm. of correction. Yeah. And you know, we've heard terms that this person's lazy, or we've heard terms that, and we kind of say that over there a lot. Not kind of, we end up saying these things, but it's like love is also also an inspiration. Mm -hmm. Love, and uh, I heard this from John Bevere. He said this that. Um, discernment is rooted in in love. Mm -hmm. Discernment is rooted in love. So he goes, not criticalness. Criticalness is rooted in opinions. That's good. But uh, but discernment is rooted in love. He said that I think it was second no Philippians chapter one, and I thought, man, that is really good because we mm -hmm. can easily assess assess the situation and look at symptoms. We get so fixated on symptoms that we don't realize that's only the symptom. That's right. It's not the root of the issue. Yeah. You know, laziness is only a symptom of something deeper mm -hmm. in a young man's life. Yeah. So what's the, so what's the real issue? Yeah. Well, you know what? We we talk to them, or mm -hmm. God gives us discernment. But I believe if if love is the foundation of our lives, not just love alone, but faith mm -hmm. and the Word of God, obviously those things. But love, but the Bible says this: that there's hope, there's a faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Mm -hmm. And if that's going to be our launch pad, that's going to be our first uh, response and reaction. We're going to see people's hearts the way Jesus did exactly. because he was so compassionate. Yeah. He was so compassionate. But again, love is an inspiration. Agreement is also inspiration. Mm -hmm. Agreement. And, and how do we agree with somebody with that has issues? We're not going to agree with people who have issues and who are going to stay in those issues, mm -hmm. but we will agree with them and say, hey, you know what? This is what God's word says. Exactly. Will you agree with me regarding this word That's so it can change your yeah. circumstance? Mm -hmm. It can change your heart. It can change your mind, the way mm -hmm. you think things, because God's word is true and it lasts forever. Exactly. So yes. when so we're in agreement with God, that's also an inspiration. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that was when, you know, when I would see, um, you know, the, the, the women that were in my life um, and the, also, you know, men, because I was so I was so young that I would, you know, Pastor Paul would sometimes I. Yeah, there's know, other, there, yeah, there was there really was, good men in our church. Yeah, and, um, and so the, the men, you know, that helped me grow, um, they would pray. They would mm -hmm. open, give me truth, and then they would pray. And yeah. we would be in agreement that, you know what, whatever it is, that thing that I was dealing with. Um, and my job now was to work on that thing, you know, um, but the, but as long as I knew that somebody was there with me, I, it really did m motivate me to keep going that, yeah. you know, and so it's, um, agreement is very important. Yeah. I mean, cause our marriage is established on agreement. Mm -hmm. Our salvation is established on mm -hmm. agreement. Yeah. When we read the word that's established through agreement, yeah. you know, uh, mentors, when, when a, a, um, a colleague comes under that mentor, it's got to be agreement of yeah. establishment. Hey, I trust you. Yeah. But we're again, I don't want to downplay what's going on in this generation. We just seen a, such a lack of trust mm -hmm. in this generation. You know, you have a sign you've given me that don't focus on the storm, focus on me, and it's mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. We have a generation who just continually just focusing on the storm, yeah. or they focus on their wants, yeah. they focus on their desires, on the on the value of money. And it's like no. If you come in agreement with those things, those things will take you. Those things will take you to hell. Yeah. yeah. And those are devilish things. Ultimately, if you have the corrupt heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I feel um, you had asked a question a while a couple of weeks ago, asked me asking me about our kids and you know the if we um, you asked if if our do our kids our kids are an example of what we believe or yeah. and um, you know and. 
I know that our girls, you so know. Was it, do you remember the question? I or? can't remember how you said it. <laughs> okay. Do you remember? So it was, it was a comment more than anything. It was, it was you like, made me more aware, wanted me to be aware of like the things that we believe in as parents. And the things that we say. And the things that we say yeah. in our Christian, as Christians, you know. Yeah, our kids reflect that. Do our kids reflect that, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, because I do believe it's a part of agreement too. You oh, know, yeah. you know, the oh, Bible yeah. says we're two more gathered there you are and there he is in the midst. Mm-hmm. And so... I think about agreement with you and I in, in homes, and I and it made me think of, like, the generations of, you know, when you say our kid, this generation is not, you know, tapping into the things that we did. I mean, I I think the scripture, when I think taste and see the Lord is good, I have tasted and I have seen the Lord is good, and nothing can steer me away from that. You know, and our responsibility, and I love that word, our responsibility is to share that mm-hmm. with our kids, mm-hmm. not just my will being done in my home, but sharing those experiences, mm-hmm. sharing understanding, sharing wisdom, that's how our kids grow mm-hmm. with us together. Yeah. They just don't uh, grow with our belief system. Mm-hmm. They grow when they connect with us. They yeah. grow when they agree with us. Yes. So they see, so they can see it for themselves. You know, it was the cutest thing. You took a picture of me one time. This is many years ago. But I would praise and worship on Saturdays because I worked on throughout the week, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. So on Saturdays, I would just worship, just get up in the morning and worship. And then one day you took a picture of me. I'm on my hands and my knees mm-hmm. in my face to the floor. And I believe it was a picture of me and Crescinda. Or it was a picture of me and Amanda. I can't remember who yeah, it was, one which one it was, one of the girls. And you had texted to me. You not, We didn't have text back then. We didn't have cell phones with <laughs> cameras on back then. But you had shown me the picture later. And I think it was through a disposable camera that we had. Oh, okay. And I remember thinking, wow, you know, my life mm-hmm. is agreeable. Yeah. Is acceptable. Mm-hmm to my daughters because they see daddy's heart mm-hmm. you know they see me hear me crying or whatever whatever that was but they knew i was worshiping mm-hmm. the king of kings and lord of lords and to me it's like that's the example we share those mm-hmm. experiences with our children yeah and i think it's so important whether it be with our children or somebody else's child or a neighbor's child it doesn't matter an adult it doesn't you know for that matter because even adults need to hear this and mm-hmm. have mentors who are even older than we are oh, definitely. they still need i'm telling you right now i'm not saying this to be to be conceited or arrogant but the things that we know, you know, we know more. We know more than adults. Mm-hmm. Older, I'm sorry, more than who are older than us, mm-hmm. and we can offer them advice, yeah. offer them love and security through Christ mm-hmm. and through the scriptures that we have. And I think, you know, again, going back, we have to share those experiences with our children. Mm-hmm. We have to, and, I, and then listener, you know, we, we haven't addressed you yet, but listener, you have to. If you have children. You have to share your your godly experiences mm-hmm. with your children, and also share those those experiences that were evil that made uh, that brought hurt and pain to family to loved ones, mm-hmm. because they need to hear your testimony, and you share that with them. I mean, that's how, and I love about mentorship. You share experiences. Hey, son. Oh, hey, friend. Hey, neighbor. This is you know this is what I did. I did this, and it hurt people. Mm-hmm. And I see you going on that same path. Don't do that. And we had the same incident happen with a young boy here. He was throwing a tantrum and he was bad. Mm-hmm. And so I had to talk to the father. And I said, hey, from father to father, this is what I've done. This mm-hmm. is what I've learned. And this was just this week mm-hmm. that I had to share with a man, I believe he was older than I am, you know, what I've done. Mm-hmm. And I share with him, hey, listen, this is what you what you got to do. you yeah. got to nip this in the bud. I used to work in the juvenile system and the behavior that he's displaying, I saw as, yeah. an, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. If you don't deal with this now... It's going to get worse. Yeah, yeah. And it, and, it, and it woke him up. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that you know we're you know we we mentor people so many different ways. I think yeah. I think sometimes I feel like 
we're mentoring our kids, you know, in that, in, in, and they're like our kids. That the, we, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, or even our own kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, when, how we, how we we're training them, you know, the Bible mm-hmm. says to train up a child in the way you should go. Mm-hmm. So when they grow, they will not depart from it. But in the same way, like when they're watching us, when we're talk, when, you know, some of when a couple of our daughters see, saw you yeah. talking to this, this father, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's going to give them that confidence to be able to say i can because you did it in love mm-hmm. you know we care for these parents yeah you know and now he i didn't tell you but he texted me this morning oh. and asked me for some more advice and awesome. i thought you know lord there it is yeah it's you know whether whether this this father realizes but it's a type of mentorship yeah where he whatever i said to him established trust exactly and something that he can connect with me with yeah about. and and these parents know they come into my house every day and they know that you know, they hear me sometimes having to get on Lizzie about, hurry up, let's get, you know. So they know that we live a normal life, but the difference is I involve God. I involve the, involve the Lord in, in my parenting, in yeah. my marriage. And so and I, they see me, you know, they've seen me when I'm not feeling well. They've seen me when, when there's been death in my family. They've yeah. seen me in all these different moments. And so they know that I'm human just like them. I have feelings just like them. It's how I handle them because of the Lord. And only that, it's how you come out of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? How they see you the following day, mm-hmm. how they see you the following week. And then they look at you and they think, because I've seen some of the mothers and I heard the questions, the conversations with you. It's like, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. How do you do it? And every time you, with a smile, you say, it's the Lord. Mm-hmm. Only the Lord, because yeah. it's 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 not just a cliche in our family. Oh, praise God! That is never a cliche in yeah. our family. When our kids get good news, it's praise the Lord because we know God did that. Definitely. God opened the door. God's yes. behind it all. Again, yes. those words like Hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, are never cliches because no. to me, we would I don't want to even take that name in vain. Exactly. With that mentality, definitely, we mean those things with all of our hearts. Yeah, and I will say, you know, uh, just made me think of like just the the benefits of of having of having a mentor mm-hmm. and and doing what and being is. a doer of the word there being doing what they've said, you know. And I shared with you the scripture this morning because I feel like I believe. I read this and I felt like this is my life. I, this is how I feel, how blessed I feel. But it's only because, you know, I've had good pastors. I've had, I started off having a good pastor, yeah. Pastor pa- Pastor Arthur and Pastor Peggy, yeah. you know, and then from there, you know, we, we came under Pastor Paul and Pastor Cindy, That's right. you know, and they've never, they've always given us good good sound you know advice because it's mm-hmm. been according to the word of god yeah. and even if it was some of their if even if it was their advice from their personal things it always lined up to the word of god yeah and and so i've seen you know our life i see i've seen the fruit of us being sometimes having you know being on our knees and praying yeah but it's only be, because we've heard them say how they fight their battles you know and how they go to the word of god for certain yeah. situations you know, I want to share this in, in closing of our podcast here. There's something the Lord had woke me up with and um, it, it, regarding mentorship. Um, this generation is the least inspired. We're talking about inspiration, love inspiration, and agreements inspiration, and words are inspiration. And the title of this is, Where are the Fathers? Mm-hmm. You know, the reason why is we're, you know, that question is raised because we, there's, there's a need for more mentors in this generation because there's no fathers. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. The mothers are now acting like friends, mm-hmm. not as parents. Where are the fathers? Kids are the dominant beings in the home. Where are the fathers? Suicide. Suicides. Gender gouging. In other words, hollowing out. Sex trafficking. Abortion. Pornography are, are at the all-time high. 
were the fathers. A nation that brought hope and freedom and godly religion, invention and success is now divided with evil agendas in a loveless society. Where are the fathers? Take out the fathers, you take out God. Both names are synonymous with each other, Father God and God our Father, who art in heaven, how great is your name. And I think we're in a season where mentorship is all-time high, but that's equated to fathers are needed. And I think, you know, the fathers escaped. Mm -hmm. The fathers have fled. The fathers are selfish, those ones who have left homes, Mm -hmm. who have left marriages for another woman, or left marriages because the marriage was just too difficult. They didn't want to bear the burden of trying to figure it out, Mm -hmm. of praying for it, or seeking God through Mm -hmm. it. You know, these uh, the fathers have fleed because the sons and daughters are rebelling, and they don't know what to do. They seem stronger. Your dad was evident of that. My Mm -hmm. dad was evident of that. And I think cowards, Mm -hmm. cowards come to mind. And yeah, that is a symptom Mm -hmm. of what was going on on the inside. But at the end of it all, you know, to me, just between our fathers, there's rebellion. Mm -hmm. I asked my dad point blank, I shared the gospel with you that all these years, is it number one, that you don't understand it as the reason why you haven't received it? Or is it number two, you're rejecting it? And my dad honestly said, son, I'm rejecting it. It's number two. And I believe this is where most fathers are at right now. They're rejecting the message of the cross yeah. in, in this nation. I don't know about other nations. You know, I've never mm-hmm. ventured out other than to Mexico on missionary trips. Those fathers seem to be genuine. I mean, they're working, they're, you know, mm-hmm. working their hands to the nub yeah. th- just to provide for their families doing hard work for pennies. Yes. For pennies. But this, this culture and this nation that I've seen, uh, you know, neighbors and so forth like that, I spoke to men, it's like they don't want to take the responsibility of giving yeah. giving answers to deep questions for their children. Yeah. They yeah. with number one, they lack the wisdom. But number two, they don't want it. Mm-hmm. The, from the parent from the men that I've talked to. And I had to be honest with certain men, even neighbors. Yeah. You know, we have neighbors that I had, you know, he's a big guy, he's got a great job, you know, a celebrated career, if you will. And uh, I've had to tell him a few things about honesty and transparency. And he's like, I have to do that. And I said, Yes you do. Mm-hmm. Yes you do. Mm-hmm. And because he talked about not necessarily walking on his wife, but he's never home mm-hmm. and he doesn't mind it. Mm-hmm. And so the question bears, where are the fathers? Mm-hmm. And so my prayer, and I know you're in agreement with me, audience, and I know my beautiful wife is, is that, yeah. you know, words and mentor go hand in hand, mm-hmm. but so do father right. and words. They go hand in hand. And, and our prayer is, according to Malachi chapter four, is that the fathers return back to their children yeah. And their children back to their fathers because mm-hmm. this nation needs it. And like I mentioned before, the na- this nation at one time had brought hope. It brought freedom and godly religion. It brought inventions and success, but is now more divided with evil agendas in a loveless society. Mm-hmm. You know, there again, there's more sex trafficking. There's more abortions and things of that nature than ever before. But we're not going to lose hope as a church. Right. Our hope is not in society. Right. Our hope is in Christ. And you and I are evident, and along with many of the churches and pastors, including ours first and foremost, who, who know that salvation is at hand. And like John the Baptist mm-hmm. clearly stated when he started his ministry, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Right. And I believe those words will, will, will inspire fathers to get their butts back home, (laughs) repent first and foremost, and get back home 
start raising that family in, the, in a godly fear of the yeah. Lord with all humility and all wisdom because this generation needs it. Yes. We have we have young men, you know, who can't change a spark plug. Mm-hmm. You know, we have young men who, who don't know what it means to really work. Yeah. They show up for their job, but they're lazy there. Yeah. They go home and they're lazy there. Yeah. And they want to be married. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, not to my daughters, yeah. not with that mentality, mm-hmm. you know. And so any, I, I know I said a lot, uh, Carol, is there anything you want to say in closing along with that? No, I think we covered everything that's, you know, that was regarding this topic. So, okay. yeah. So, you know, uh, Carol, would you mind going and praying for our listeners who, you know, maybe they identify with in one way or another about mentorship, about what we said about our marriage, what we've said about Christian walk and how we should be and so forth like that. Go ahead and just say something. Go ahead and pray specifically over how God leads you right now. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to be able to share our hearts, Father, to share your heart, Father. Um, I pray that whoever is listening to this, Father, that they're, they've come to a point in their life where, Lord, they need help, Lord. And, Lord, the only way to look is to look up for help, Lord. And so I thank you, Father, that they would call, they would call upon you and that, that, Lord, they would ask Father God. They would ask you, Father God, for that help. And, Lord, yeah. we know that you answer your children, Father. And um, I thank you for sending them, Lord God, sending them that mentor, that mentor, that somebody to disciple them, somebody, somebody to help them walk mm-hmm. um, this it, this wonderful wor- uh, walk of, of Christianity, Lord God, and uh, the life that... Um, it's worth fighting for, Lord God. It's worth living for, Father. And and I just pray, Father God, that Lord, as they um, as they call upon you, Father, that your loving arms would wrap them around wrap around them, Father, and and you would guide them, Father, and you would comfort them, and you would send Holy Spirit to be all that for them, Lord God. And during this process, Father. Lord, we love you so much, and we thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to share our hearts, Father God, and we just thank you, Father, and we ask this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. And there you have it, audience, a beautiful prayer for your beautiful heart. Again, d- definitely check us out on our website at powerhousechurch.us, a new website. Download our app if you have not already. Go to the App Store. It's Powerhouse Church app. All our messages and everything's on there as well. Any case, we love you so much. Yes. You'll definitely hear Pastor Paul the following week. Yes. <laughs> but I want to thank my beautiful wife for joining me for the first time in like 60 podcast episodes that we've had. <laughs> thank you, my baby girl. You're Again, this year is 25 years of marriage. Yes. The 31st, I'm sorry, the first would be 30 years that 30 we've known years. each other. Yes. And so God has truly blessed me with a wonderful woman of God. Yes, I will say that. <laughs> and uh, truly am blessed. And if, yeah, God's going to bless you too in many, many ways. But yes. but put your trust in Him. Amen. Above all, always look to His Word. In any case, uh, listener, we love you so much. And God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can find us at fellowship.fm and Spotify. If you would like more information, prayer, or want to contact us, go to powerhousechurch.us.